Good afternoon and thank you once again for joining me for Business, the Law and You. Julian Campbell here and we've got another interesting show lined up for you this week. A bit later in the program we're going to have a look at some business tips that I've been able to get from Santa. We're also going to have our chat with Christine and we're going to have a look at the year in review on, on innovation. But right now we're going to have a chat with Kimberly Claire Campbell who's a digital advisor with the Hunter Region Business Hub. We're going to ask the question, is your business keeping up with the digital changes? Good afternoon, Kimberly. Hi, Julian. Thanks for joining us again. So uh, change is inevitable for small business, and yet uh, digital advances are happening so rapidly that it's becoming harder for small businesses to keep up. However, for the viability and security of their business, owners need to keep up to date with digital developments. So what kind of information do small businesses need to know? Well, the four main areas small business owners need to come up, keep up to date with are in new technology, digital marketing, potential cyber security issues and digital law. And as you know, Technology is changing all the time. There's new software, new program updates, new apps released every day. And it's really important to review each piece of software that you use in your business and see if it's actually the best software for the job, especially in terms of the time that it takes to learn programs and the financial investment that you're required to make. So it's good to sit down and have a think and Am I using that software to the full capacity or capability of that software in my business or am I paying a lot of money for something I'm not really making the best of? Um, You also need to do training on how to use that software properly and this can save your staff a lot of time and money in the long run. Sometimes there's software that can do a better job for less money Um, and while you're reviewing your software solutions, you might also want to review the license requirements. Are you paying for the correct number of licenses? Uh, Some software will let you have one license per computer. Um, Others will do three. So it's really important to know that you're doing the right thing and to remember to have your your passwords stored safely. So that's technology. What about the uh, digital marketing? As you know... It's really, really crucial for businesses to be visible online. If people can't see a digital presence, they often doubt that is a real business. We know that Google, Facebook and other social media empires do major updates to their algorithms at least once a year and lots of small ones throughout the year. And as a business owner, you really need to keep on top of those changes and to understand what it means for your business. So this year, Facebook implemented changes that see posts from friends given priority over posts from businesses. Um, While this is great for your own timeline, it's really bad for business if your content isn't engaging. So if you're creating awesome content that gets a lot of uh, interactions and comments and hearts from people reading it, you can beat the algorithm um, and, and be seen in a lot more fees than you would if you didn't create engaging content. And also this is a this is a growing trend for Facebook, isn't it? They're going yeah. to it's gonna happen more and more so uh, we do need to look at uh, keep up to date with the uh, changes that Facebook algorithm's doing. Mm. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, um, media coverage about cyber security. Is this becoming an issue for business? 
Yeah, it's becoming a very big issue, unfortunately. In recent times, 40,000 small businesses have been targeted with cyber crimes, and this includes things like malware, so viruses, worms and trojans that give others access to your digital devices, phishing and whaling scams that are looking for user passwords, usernames, credit cards and bank account details. I'm sure you've heard about ransomware on the news where people are asking for money to release control of your computer. Denial of service is a similar scary thing with cyber attacks. Password attacks are also happening a lot more frequently because people are using the same old password for everything. We really need to have unique passwords for everything that we're logging into. Uh, Payment skimming on point-of-sale terminals. So it's always good to check and make sure there's not any little sneaky devices on those hole in the walls. And a new one, well, one that we don't often think so much about, which is really important, is the theft of digital devices with employees having work phones with sensitive information and client information on them. What happens if that phone gets stolen? We need to have some security around those digital devices for our staff too. 60% of small businesses who experience a significant cyber breach will go out of business in six months. Mm. So it's quite a scary statistic. Mm. Mm. The kind of information that these hackers are looking for is identification information. So telephone numbers, email addresses, driver's license, date of birth and uh, employment details so they can create these other identities or get into other programs that you may have on your digital devices. Sadly, a serious cyber breach may cause the average small business in Australia to actually close their doors and shut up shop. So it's something we really do need to take seriously. You can mitigate your risk, so it's not all bad news. Make sure that you've got a secure network on your computers at work. Keep your software updated. Those patches that organisations release are security patches most of the time to stop known threats happening. Make sure you do install security software on your computers. And remember to back up your files and not only back up your files at your office or place of work, but to have a secure off-site location. So that might be in the cloud or having a spare hard drive that you take to another Um, site. So you've always got a backup. And I think the most important thing is to educate your staff and make sure that they know not to open those dodgy emails. Yeah, we get those dodgy emails with uh, certain links, don't they? And some people just Mm. click on them. So very, very dangerous, those. Uh, Mm. And you mentioned uh, digital law. How does this affect business? Well, shockingly, a third of Australian businesses don't have a secure website and almost half don't comply with Australian privacy laws. So the Notifiable Data Breaches Law applies to all Australian businesses with an annual turnover of over $3 million or who have obligations under the Australian Privacy Principles, which is part of the Privacy Act. So if your business collects any personal information through online systems, e.g. sign-up, forms, e-commerce, online payments, then you should have privacy policies in place and they need to be listed on your website so they're easily accessible by people who use your website. 
You also need to develop an internal process and procedures so that if there is an attack, a cyber attack, your staff know what to do. They can follow your procedures manual. If um, you respond, if you train your staff how to respond to cyber incidents, you're going to mitigate yours and your clients' vulnerabilities and risks. And remember that if you do write a privacy and security policy, you need to actually follow that up if you have a breach. If your business has any dealings with a resident from the EU, then you need to comply with the GDPR. We heard a lot about that last year, the General Data Protection protection regulation. And for us in the Hunter, we have a lot of tourists and those travellers who may be coming from the EU, we need to protect their data in accordance with the GDPR guidelines. Sounds like a lot of information we need there. Where, where can a small business owner get that sort of information from? Well, I'm sure you and your listeners are aware that there's a huge amount of information available on Google. The, the next best business mentor, I think, we, we think of Dr. Google. Mm. But the challenge is knowing if that information is correct and if it's up to date. The Australian government has some great website resources and if you're looking for an Australian government website, you're looking for a .gov.au at the end. One really good one is the Cyber Security Centre website, which is cyber.gov.au. It's got a lot of um, fantastic business information, how to protect your, your computers, how to do updates of phones, all sorts of great information on that website. And to help make it easier for businesses in the Hunter and Central Coast to benefit from all that digital technology has to offer their businesses and to help them avoid the risks, the Hub is running a government-supported program and presenting a forum to help our businesses keep up to date with those digital solutions. Workshops is another great way to get involved with finding out information and you can learn from other small businesses in your network and in our region and find out what they're going through and what resources are available. Great. Great. Well, thanks very much for your time again and for being part of the program over the year. Uh, Wish you a Merry Christmas and we'll have a chat again in the new year. Merry Christmas to you and your listeners. Thank you so much, Julian. I look forward to being a part of your show next year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Kimberly Claire Campbell there from the Hunter Business Hub. And, uh, yeah, there's plenty of uh, valuable information out there on the internet, including the Harbour, who has that uh, government-supported program. You're listening to Business, the Law and You on 2NURFM. Time to have our chat with Christina. Good afternoon, Christina. Good afternoon, Julian. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And for our last show of the year, we're just going to have a a little bit of a wrap-up of the year. I was going to, but maybe I've forgotten what I was going to say. No, (laughs) no, sorry. Um, You know, a wrap-up of the year uh, is always interesting when we take time to reflect on the year that's been, and and this year we're actually reflecting on the decade that's been, I guess. Mm. Um, But but in the innovation space, uh, I think one of the the things that has become more and more talked about and maybe has reached um, peak discussion, uh, and now we're going to see a lot of action around it, is is company and organisational culture. Mm. So it's been a, a narrative that's been happening over, you know, several years. But this year we actually heard people say, if you don't have impact um, at a greater level, if you don't have a social agenda, if you don't think not only in terms of, of profit but in terms of purpose, 
and being purposeful in your organisation, your organisation may not, probably won't exist um, in the next 10 to 20 years. So I think that organisational culture uh, has actually found its feet and we've realised that in a lot of the controversies, I guess, that are happening um, with major organisations at the moment and yeah, how they're yeah. redefining themselves. So without wanting to go into any of them specifically, you know, that, but I think people really need to put company culture on the agenda. Um, and it's not a case we've been into some organisations and going, yeah, you know, do you have a good vision, values, you know, statements, do, do your people know about them? Oh, yeah, yeah, we've got all of that. And then you say, where are they? And they, they go, oh, well, um, it, it could be on the website somewhere. It's the point of actually walking the talk and living whatever that culture is. So I think culture is something um, that we really need to reflect on going into the next decade. And that'll play uh, a big role. That'll play a big role in innovation, really, especially where where ethics are going to become involved. Definitely, and, and you know, my um, my constant comment about ethics is: why do we need to be talking in terms of ethics? Shouldn't they just be intrinsic to every decision that we make? Yeah. Uh, but clearly, you know, it is something that needs um, discussion because you know, ethics are a matter of perception as well. Yes. So how do we how do we formulate? Yeah, and we're moving into a global culture, a global landscape. What is a global ethical um, identity? You know, we, we really need to sit down and have these discussions, not only at local and then national level, but we really need to be having them at international level, which is what the United Nations and other organisations are doing. So we need to really get a move on on, on some of that. Yeah. Um, I thought I might just mention a couple of examples of wonderful yeah. um, startups from the Australian ecosystem. We, we um, talked about a, a couple um, from the Hunter specifically last week, but, you know, there were a couple of, ones that are used by a lot of people um, in the Hunter. And one of those is a, pardon me, a great organisation called Humanitics. And they have a ticketing site that donates um, 100% of the profits of the booking fee uh, to to a charitable organisation. So I know we used them this year for our summit and we managed to, to feed X amount of um, young girls and educate X amount of people from third world countries in, in poorer communities. So that that their um, whole preface is to give back from the enjoyment of places people go. Not only that, though, they sealed a great deal with Facebook this year, sealed a deal with Canva just recently. Um, so a couple of young guys who are really looking to, to move and to have social impact and do all the good that we were talking about before. I think the other popular thing um, leading into the next decade is uh, the move to plant-based meat. Um, it's a step before going to lab-grown meat because plant-based meat is is much cheaper uh, than lab-grown meat. Uh, but even you know organisations like Hungry Jacks, for example, getting behind um, the V to food um, yeah, yeah. movement that's been happening. So experimenting with that being very well received, you know, mm. selling out. Mm. So there's a movement toward toward what that might look like. Um, and then we've got all the, the aspects around 3D printing, so at a more tech space, 3D printing has come leaps and bounds, not only in the last decade, but in the last year. You know, we're now 3D printing. We've 3D printed a huge boat. Um, we're 3D printing parts of houses. We're 3D printing parts of, of spaceships. So 3D printing um, and, and its association with retail and fashion as well is going to be mm. something to really right. watch and plan for in every organisation um, right. moving into 2020. Right. Um, I guess right. leadership... Yeah, I'm just going to say we're running out of. We're almost in 2020. Uh, time, yeah. time to say goodbye. Um, uh, thank you for uh, being with us for the last year, and uh, thank you. we look forward to your involvement for the next year. Um, and have a great Christmas. I look forward to it too, Julian, and to you and all the listeners. Have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas.
take some downtime and, you know, have a very love-filled holiday season. Christina there just summarising some of those uh, things we've talked about over the year. And you're listening to Business, The Law and You on 2NURFM. Time for our... Well, I'd normally say Harvard Business Review tip, but uh, I was having a chat with Santa the other day and he gave me some business tips that he wanted to share with you. And the uh, business tips spell out Christmas. The C stands for Create Big Dreams. When you look at Santa's business, it certainly is a big business. The H stands for Have Passion for Your Dreams. Don't, uh, when you're not passionate about your business, it's time to move on. Always remain passionate about what you're doing. The R stands for really know what your customers want. Talk to your customers, involve your customers. Your customers will tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what else you could be doing in your business. The I stands for investigate your competition. Understand that we do all have competition, even Santa, and it's important to know how we are competing with them. The S stands for schedule everything. Uh, Santa couldn't deliver all his presents on Christmas Eve if he didn't have a good schedule. The T stands for train your team. And when you look at uh, Santa's little helpers, those little elves, they need a lot of training. M is make sure you protect your brand. Once you've got your brand going, make sure that it's not uh, um, people talking against it. The A stands for attitude is everything. Have fun. It's vital that you're having fun in business. shouldn't be all hard work. We should be enjoying what we're doing. And the final S stands for Select an Outstanding Mentor. Well, thank you for being with me for the last half hour and, and in fact, for the last year. I hope you've enjoyed the program. In a moment, Jane Klein will be back with us with more of your easy listening favourites. I'd love your company again for Business, the Law and You on the 30th of January when we return and with more business and legal, and legal news and views that might affect your business. Until then, have a safe and enjoyable festive season and exciting and prosperous new year. And as J.R.R. Tonkin once said, if more of us valued food and cheer and song above hoarded gold, it would be a merrier world. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.